0: Professional football in America is a special game, a unique game. Played nowhere else on earth, it is a rare game. The men who play it make it so. First of all, you cannot give me John Facenda on the mic with Sam Spence doing the music, talking about autumn winds and football, and not expect me to do a podcast. Not expect me to spend the entire podcast talking about the NFL season, which starts tonight. You might be hearing this uh, tomorrow, Friday, or Saturday, uh, but don't worry about that. Just sit back and enjoy the podcast anyway. It's only one game tonight, Broncos, Ravens. We'll get into that. We'll get into awards, predictions for each team's record for the season. We'll tell you the playoff matchups, who's going to win the Super Bowl, everything like that coming up on the podcast. Okay, let's get to it. TDIS Podcast, The Day in Sports, TDIS underscore Humblebreg on Twitter. Look us up on Facebook, Google us, uh, put us on Reddit. I think the kids do Reddit these days. Um, all right, enough screwing around. Let's, let, let's talk some football here. We'll get, we'll get started with a breakdown of each team's record. Uh, I just I'll, I'll run it down by division. I'll tell you a little bit. Uh, about what I think for each team and, and what their prospects are for the season. I'll try to give you a little bit good uh, and, and a little bit bad with each team. Um, there'll be some teams that it's going to be hard to come up with some good for uh, Jets, but we'll try. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll do everything we can. We'll start in the NFC West. Um, picked, you know, uh, if you know me, I'm a 49ers fan, so you're going to call bias on this pick, but it's a good team. Um, I picked them 12-4 and four on the year. And the way I look at it, uh, Kaepernick is now in his third season. He's got a good mix of uh, time served in the NFL uh, as far as experience, as well as having uh, you know fresh young talent and a great head coach in Jim Harbaugh. I think defensively, the 49ers are as good as it gets in the NFL. That front seven uh, received an infusion of draft picks, so they're deeper, uh, a little bit younger. Uh, and they're going to be getting healthier on that front seven throughout the year. Uh, so I'm really excited about what that defense is going to do. They they also address the secondary in the draft. Um, obviously, where they're thin uh, is wide receiver. They're going to struggle there. Crabtree, even if he comes back uh, off an Achilles injury, is a concern, which is uh, makes Anquan Bolden all the more important uh, that the Niners uh, were able to add him in the offseason. But as I look at it, you go down the checklist of what you want in an NFL team, great defense, possibly great quarterback, great coach, uh, they're battle-tested and experienced, and got them at 12-4, and four and doing uh, uh, big things in the postseason. Seattle, I have right behind San Francisco at 11-5. and five. Uh, Russell Wilson might be the most poised quarterback in the league, and he's in his second year. Um, Marshawn Lynch... Big, strong running game, Uh, uh, you know, Lynch uh, complimented by by two younger backs, Turbin and then Michael, the guy they got uh, this year in the draft. Right side of the offensive line, a little bit of a concern. Percy Harvin tweeted today that he might be back in week seven. Uh, I'll believe that when I see it, but either way, I think the offense has enough. The defense is a little banged up on the front right now, but otherwise is deep in the front seven. They're young, and they have probably the best I'm not going to say probably. They have the best secondary in the league. So they're stride for stride with the 49ers right there. The Rams, um, I've got an 8-8. Eight and eight. You know, I think really good defense, really good young defense. I still think that not taking RG3 uh, and trading him for that bounty of draft picks was the right thing to do. They're really starting to build something on defense, and Bradford now has Tavon Austin, Jared Cook, uh, at tight end, was brought in via free agency, so he's got a few weapons. I don't know how good the offensive line is. I I'm, I don't want to call this a make-or-break year for Sam Bradford yet because I don't think the talent around him is good enough yet to to say that, but the Rams may treat it as such. Uh, but anyway, Rams, 8-8, eight eight, uh, offensively limited, really good defensively. I like Jeff Fisher, tough division, not quite enough weapons. 8-8 eight eight is how they'll finish. Um, Cardinals. <laughs> I'm struggling to come up with a positive for Arizona. Uh, I think they'll be more okay. I think they'll be more serviceable last year than they were. Uh, uh, I, I think they'll be more serva- serviceable this year than they were last year, uh, just by the fact that they bring in Carson Palmer, who is at least uh, a legitimate can stand upright and throw the ball. Uh, in the pocket type quarterback, as opposed to the the revolving door they've had with Cobb and Skelton and uh, just about everyone else in the world uh, last year. So ultimately, I see I see Arizona four and twelve uh, bottom feeder. Um, moving on to the NFC North, uh, I don't understand it, but people seem to be sleeping on the Packers. All, all these all these pundits and people that I speak to who think the most clever phrase in the world even even though it's, like, the most cliche phrase in the world, well, it's a quarterback-driven league, it's a passing league now, I mean, like, could that be more overused? But if people believe that, then why aren't the Packers the favorite uh, in Vegas and things like that? I mean, the Packers, are, you know, and why aren't the Packers being talked about more by ESPN and, and Sports Illustrated and things like that? Uh, I think people are sleeping a little bit on Green Bay uh, because they do have Aaron Rodgers. They have the very best player at the uh, pinnacle position, and they've got, yeah, they lost Greg Jennings, but they've got Nelson, they've got Cobb, they've got James Jones, Jermichael Finley looks good. They drafted Eddie Lacy. The offensive line is not good, um, but they have so much overwhelming skill position talent uh, that the offense should still average 30 points. The defense, it, you know, what? We, it looked so good, uh, when they made their Super Bowl run, like it was up and coming. And they, and they are still young, relatively young on that side of the ball. But it just hasn't come together. Uh, Raji's overrated. Clay Matthews is awesome. The cornerbacks are pretty good. Um, the Nick Collins injury, neck injury, is, is still shaking up the secondary for the Packers. So I don't think the defense is, is good enough to win them a championship, but the offense is going to be darn good and I think the defense will be better than last year. 11-5 and five is how the Packers will finish, and they'll be deep in the playoffs too. Uh, the Vikings, I really like their talent. Uh, if you were taking quarterback out of the position, uh, out of the equation, excuse me, and just looking at rosters, uh, you know, up and down the 53, the Vikings might have a top five or six roster uh, very reasonably. With the three first-round picks they bring in, you've got uh, – the best running back of the generation, uh, of this generation in the backfield. You've got a, a tight end that made the Pro Bowl and Kyle Rudolph. Pro Bowl receiver Greg Jennings, first-round pick. Cordero Patterson are going to be at receiver. Um, talented, big offensive line. Not always great in pass protection, um, but they can maul you. And especially with Adrian Peterson running the ball, that's a huge thing. Uh, Christian Ponder. Wrote a piece that's up in the blog right now about how he's kind of the final question, um, and I think the answer to that question is no, he's not the guy, and that's why I picked the Vikings to go nine and seven. I like their roster. I like the additions in Sharif Floyd and Xavier Flo- uh, uh Excuse me, Xavier Rhodes that they made to the defense um, at corner and D tackle. Uh, so I think they're talented all over, but I don't think Ponder can push the ball down the field very well. Uh, nine and seven, and on the edge of playoff contention, in my opinion, the Lions. Uh, who are they? Are they ten and six? Are they uh, who you know? Are they the ten and six team we saw two years ago? Are they are they the abysmal team we saw last year? I think they're somewhere in between. I'm picking them at seven and nine. I think they get seven wins uh, on the strength of Matthew Stafford to Calvin Johnson. Uh, they've got Pettigrew bringing in Reggie Bush. I think that he could be a fifteen hundred yard. Uh, all-purpose back, you know, combining receiving and rushing. I think he gives them stability and some playmaking at the running back position. Uh, defensively, the brigand Ziggy Ansah, who has no college productivity, but apparently the most upside of, of just about anybody in the draft, so we'll see how he blends with a really strong D-tackle tandem of, of Fairley and Sue. Stephen Tullock at linebacker behind those guys. Secondary is not that good. Um, so Lions. Listen, they're just a flawed team. They'll put up seven and 9 i I've got the Bears bringing up the rear, mostly because I can't figure them out. And usually when things are in, uh, in flux and Jay Cutler is your leader, 6 and 10 is going to be the result. Uh, I see a lot of mistakes for Cutler in his first year in Mark Tressman's system. They never have used Forte right. Brandon Marshall is still really the only go-to guy, although Martellus Bennett at tight end is a nice addition the defense is aging and i just don't think this team knew, knows who they are in a tough division they're 6 and 10 moving to the nfc east um redskins i'm going to put at the top i'm just going to kind of simplify my life here and and assume that rg3 will be at least 85% of what he was last year and then he'll work his way into into stronger shape as the season progresses um a lot of people are like sneakily on the is sneakily a word? Sneakily on the Cowboys right now uh, to be, a, but but people do that every year. Now listen, that roster is real talented, and I do that too. Um, I'm going to pick the Cowboys at nine and seven. I'm not really buying it. Uh, I think they, like I say, they have offensive talent. I don't know if Demarco Murray stays healthy. I don't believe in the offensive line. Uh, Des Bryant somehow became a superstar. In everyone's eyes during the off season, he's really good, but uh, I just think that they have a lot of shortcomings and not enough talent to make it up. Uh, the Giants nine and seven, right with Dallas. Eli Manning was oddly inconsistent last year. The defense is getting older. They lost Ahmad Bradshaw. Go David Wilson's impressive as he an every down guy. Andre Brown uh, gets hurt. I, you know. I think the NFC is so NFC East is so overhyped, and we all look at these teams, Redskins, Cowboys, Giants, and even the Eagles as kind of glamour teams. But outside of RG3, the Redskins aren't really a, that talented of a roster. The Cowboys and Giants are a slightly above average teams. And then take a look at the Eagles. I, I pick them at 6 and 10 just because I don't know what to expect from them. I like Chip Kelly as a football mind. I don't know how it'll work for him in the first year, and I don't think he has the personnel. Michael Vick is not a very good NFL quarterback. No matter what system you put him in, you have to read coverages and make timely, accurate clutch throws and decisions, and I just don't see it from them. Uh, so I'm writing the Eagles off a little bit at 6-10. and 10. Um, NFC South, looking at the Falcons, I... I think they're safe. I don't know. I, you know, they've got Steven Jackson, Tony Gonzalez, Matt Ryan. They're like the all-boring team. Roddy White, Julio Jones is obviously actually exciting, but they've got a ton of weapons. They're solid on offense. Mike Smith has been there for a while. We know their shortcomings on defense, but I think the Falcons kind of know who they are and have had the same roster with not a huge amount of turnover over the last few years with the key figures still in place, head coach, quarterback, receivers, tight end, things like that. Um, so I peg the the Falcons at eleven and five because they're the most stable team in the division. Uh, I'll pick the Saints at nine and seven. I look at the Saints like a twelve and four offense and like a five and eleven defense, and I just kind of average it out and look at nine and seven because it's kind of an offensive league. Uh, I think Sean Payton and Drew Brees back together will be good, but Drew Brees is not getting younger. I think we could see a very small decline in his play. Um, and the weapons aren't, besides Jimmy Graham the weapons aren't elite anymore the offensive line has been picked away at just a little bit and the defense is atrocious I, obviously we know it was last year mm-hmm. um, so 9-7, and seven, I don't see, like a lot of people do any type of Super Bowl aspirations for the Saints I'll take, uh, moving to the Buccaneers I'll take them at 9-7, and seven. I think they've got a lot of talent uh josh freeman he had that one freaky season where he had like 26 touchdowns and six interceptions and then just hasn't been the same guy since but doug martin vincent jackson Darrell revis joining a really good defense uh a good young defense that has a really good front seven so i'll take the buccaneers at nine and seven the panthers if they go five and eleven what what do we do with cam newton right you can't cam newton he puts up numbers he's talented you you feel like everything should be there but if the panthers go 5 and 11 like i'm paying them to go and maybe they won't maybe they'll go 11 and 5 but if they go 5 and 11 i'm not sure where we go with cam newton um coming up we're going to go to the afc then i'm going to get into predictions uh for the playoffs awards stick with us we'll be right back on the podcast all right, welcome back. Thanks for listening. Uh, the Day in Sports Podcast, TDIS underscore humblebrag on Twitter. We're going to get into the AFC now. I'll give you uh, kind of team by team run it down. Who? What's everybody going to do? How are they going to finish? Okay, we're going to start in the AFC West, just like we did the NFC West first. Um, Denver Broncos, twelve and four. I could see fourteen and two. I I don't. Peyton Manning racks up regular season wins like nobody's business, and he's got Wes Welker. Demarius Thomas, Eric Decker, uh, you know, a slew of running backs, Ronnie Hillman, Monte Ball, Noshan Moreno, a good offensive line. I think uh, talent-wise, he's got his best su- supporting cast that maybe he ever had. I mean, look at the team that he left in Indianapolis, goes, uh, what, 2-14 and 14 the year that he's gone and the year before Luck is there. I mean, so he wasn't working with that much in Indianapolis towards the end, and he was still getting them to 11, 12, uh, or at least 10 wins each year. And now he's he's on an extremely talented roster with a really good defense to boot, which I, he rarely, if ever, had in Indianapolis. Um, so give Peyton Manning this type of support. You're going to see at least 12 wins. I think that might even be low, but I've got the Broncos at 12 and 4. Kansas City Chiefs, I was going through it and when... I was going pick by pick. I originally went pick by pick uh, down the entire 17-week schedule and predicted each win and loss so that I would have an accurate depiction uh, and give you guys good numbers. But I lost whatever piece of paper I wrote that down on, so now I'm just shooting from the hip. But one thing I do remember from that experience is that the Chiefs um, just have a lot of winnable games on their schedule it seemed like they had, like, 13 home games. Obviously, it's eight, an 8-8 eight eight split, but um, I picked the Chiefs at 10-6, and six, and I think they could do more. Alex Smith, listen, I watched the guy for seven and a half, eight years uh, in San Francisco, but he's become not a different guy, just a perfect version of what he can be. He doesn't make mistakes. He makes the throws he's capable of making. He's smart. He's mobile. He can move the chains, and he's got Anthony Fasano... Uh, at tight end, Dwayne Bowe, uh, Jamal Charles, obviously. So he's got a lot of weapons to work with. A pretty good offensive line that brings in the number one overall pick uh, in Fisher to play right tackle. So good offensive line, good weapons. Andy Reid is, is known for being good with quarterbacks and for wanting Alex Smith and trying to trade for him, uh, even when he was coaching the Eagles. So I think that uh, marriage uh, is a good one, a steady one. And then the defense has, has tons of playmakers. Tom Bahali uh, is an all-pro level player. Same with Derek Johnson, middle linebacker. Eric Berry is one of the most promising safeties in the league. Brandon Flowers is, is at times smothering at corner. And then they brought in Sean Smith, who uh, is a big physical corner that's really talented. So I think 10-6, and 6, maybe 11-5, and 5, but I, I do see the Chiefs as being uh, a really good team this year. The Chargers... They're not in that mold anymore. Of, remember when it used to be like, man, the Chargers are so talented, but we just don't trust them to win with Norv Turner. Now they're just not that talented, uh, and Norv Turner's not there anymore, but it doesn't matter now. They they don't have the talent. Um, Philip Rivers, for some reason, just was putting up like 5,000-yard seasons one after another then decided to become mediocre uh, overnight and just never be the same guy, and he hasn't been for the last two or three years. Chargers, 6-10. and ten. Uh, The Raiders are talking about starting Terrell Pryor, 3-13. Uh, and 13. <laughs> That's all I can say about that. Maybe you'll get some fun read option plays, and maybe Al Davis will, like, haunt the stadium or something fun like that. Um, moving to the AFC North, Bengals. Uh, maybe it's because I watched Hard Knocks, and I'm just kind of partial to them, but really I think it's because they have a really deep, talented roster. Um... Andy Dalton is like a B-plus at quarterback, and that could be good enough to win you the Super Bowl if everything else works around you. Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis is a workhorse running back, complemented now by the rookie uh, Gio Bernard. A.J. Green is behind only Calvin Johnson for for the title of best receiver in the league. Jermaine Gresham's really good at tight end. Uh, They've got some other good young receivers. Good on the offensive line. Uh, Geno Atkins defensively. Uh, at the tackle position, is probably the best player uh, in the league. And they've got uh, uh, pass rushers galore. Uh, they've got good young athletic linebackers. And uh, in the secondary, a uh, little bit shaky every once in a while. But I think overall, with Mike Zimmer heading that defense, uh, Marvin Lewis, one of the most tenured, if not the most tenured coach in the league, uh, I just see 11-5. and five and uh, maybe a playoff run from the Bengals this year. The Steelers, uh, I've got them second in the division, 9-7. and seven. They're kind of one of those, they they remind me of, they're the giants of the AFC. They've got a quarterback you know, you don't know how much you trust them anymore, but it's a good organization, and you just feel like they're going to find their way to nine wins, um, but they've got a limited ceiling. The Ravens, maybe I'm just mad at them, um, but I've got them at 8-8. Eight and eight even though I think they brought in probably more talent than they lost defensively, they brought in younger talent, but they lose a lot of leadership with Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. And I know that sounds cliche, but I don't think it is. I really think they lose uh, a voice in that locker room. And really the bigger point is they were 10 at six last year. They won the Super Bowl, but I didn't even think they were that good. Honestly, I know I'm like the last person saying that, but I just don't think it was that talented of a roster. Uh, relative to being a Super Bowl team. There were plenty of people that picked them to lose in the first round of the Colts, uh, if you look last year. So Ravens 8-8, I think they have a down year. Um, The Browns, even though I have them at the bottom of the division, for them are having an up year. I like what I saw out of Brandon Whedon in the preseason. Um, They've got Gordon out at wide receiver who's talented. Trent Richardson uh, I think should blossom. The defense brings in Mingo, the first-round pick, Maybe the mingo ate your baby. Um, that's irresistible. But I think the Browns are on the uptick 7-9, and nine, and I like where they're headed. Uh, the Patriots might have their least talented team uh, in the last few years, especially at receiver with Aaron Hernandez. Uh, unavailable. Uh, Rob Gronkowski unavailable right now uh, for different reasons, more uh, health concerns than mental health concerns, but I have the Patriots 11-5, and five because they've got Brady, they've got Belichick, they're better defensively than you think, maybe, and they run the ball a lot more than you think. They've got Stephen Ridley and, uh, you know, Shane Vereen, and kind of a stable of backs. They'll find a way, Tom Brady will find a way to win 11, uh, games in a bad division. The Dolphins, I have next, uh, finishing second at 6-10, and 10. um, I think they're going to have kind of a repeat of last year. I don't think Tannehill's quite ready. Mike Wallace was a good signing. Uh, well, he's a good player. I don't know if he was a good signing. But boy, is he fast. <laughs> so he might uh, make a couple plays for them downfield. I think he gives them another uh, element, a new dimension. But I just don't think they're that much better than they were last year. The Bills are in dire straits. I think I was nice to them giving giving them 5-11 and 11. The Jets are terrible. They're 3-13, and and that's all I have to say about that. Um, moving to the the AFC South, Texans, it's like the same story every year. Talent up and down the roster. Can Matt Schaub elevate them? I think he'll win them 12 preseason, uh, uh, regular season games, I'm sorry. I don't know uh, about the postseason, but I will say they added this rookie, DeAndre Newt Hopkins. I think Newt is his nickname, which is really cool. Um, I don't know if it's like N-E-W-T, like the animal, but that's what I'm imagining, Newt Hopkins. Um, So it might even be like Nuke, like N-U-K-E, like nuclear, but I first heard it and I thought it was Newt, so I'm going to stay with that. Um, Boy, that was stimulating radio podcast action there. So I got the Texans though. I, I like this Hopkins kid. I think he gives them finally a compliment to Andre Johnson, who sorely needs it. I have the Texans at 12 and 4. Uh, the Colts, I think will be a better team than they were last year. They spent money on everyone imaginable. They hit and miss with some signings, but uh, like you didn't need to pay the 49ers backup D tackle Ricky Jean Francois like 22 million dollars or Eric Walden like 20 million or whatever you paid him. Uh, you could have got those guys for a lot less later uh, in the free agency period, but they brought in Hayward Bay, uh, who could could have a career revival now that he has Andrew Luck throwing him the ball. Uh, Ahmad Bradshaw is a good pickup. Um, they did some things on the offensive line that I like. So Colts 10-6, but I think they're a better team than they were last year. The Titans, they're like – I just kind of wish the Titans and Jaguars would just, like, kind of – I wish those two teams would evaporate and the rest of the league could draft those players. You know, just have like a snake draft through the rest of the NFL and they just get to pick off Titans and Jaguars cuz no, I don't I don't know anyone outside of Nashville or Jacksonville that gives a rip about either one of those two teams. But anyway, Titans 6 and 10, Jaguars not as good, 3 and 13, both bad. That'll do it. So Recapping, NFC playoff seeds, the, the one seed is going to be in the NFC, uh, the 49ers. The two seed is the Packers. Three seed I have Falcons, four seed Redskins, five seed Seahawks, six seed Saints. So uh, you'll get a rematch of Seahawks Redskins, in my opinion, uh, from the wildcard round of 2012 from last year uh, or 2013, I should say. Um, So you get that rematch, you'll get Saints-Falcons in the first round, and then I've got 49ers and Packers with a bye. Playoff uh, seeds for the AFC, got the Broncos as the one seed, Texans as the two seed, Bengals as the three seed, Patriots getting the four, the Kansas City Chiefs with the five, and the Colts sliding in at the sixth spot. Um, So a lot of uh, uh, familiar faces in the playoffs for both sides, both the NFC and the AFC. But I've got the Chiefs sliding in as a new team, uh, and the Saints as a new team from the year prior. Now, looking at what the matchups will actually be uh, in the Wild Card round, I've got the Falcons beating the Saints, and the Seahawks beating the Redskins, just like they did last year. And then over on the AFC side, I'm looking at the Colts beating the Bengals, uh, and the Patriots over the Chiefs. Now, I like the Chiefs and Bengals rosters, respectively, better than than. Uh, you know, the Patriots or the Colts, so I like the Bengals' talent more than Indy, but in the playoffs, I'll take Andrew Luck over Andy Dalton, and I'll also take Tom Brady over Alex Smith, uh, quite obviously. So then the divisional round sets up like this. We'll have uh, Green Bay taking on the Falcons in the NFC and the 49ers playing the Seahawks, which would be a bloodbath and something that I frankly don't want to see as a 49er fan because the Seahawks make me nervous, but Uh, I'm going to take the Packers over the Falcons, 49ers over the Seahawks in the divisional round, Uh, AFC, Broncos over the Colts, uh, Jedi Master over Jedi Knight, Peyton Manning beats Andrew Luck. I'm going to take the Texans over the Patriots in like a we-finally-did-something type of victory for the Texans. Um, But it's not going to last that long because in the next round I'm going to have the Broncos beating the Texans to advance to the Super Bowl And the 49ers beating the Packers to advance to the Super Bowl. Again, the Packers will be beat by the 49ers, in my mind, for the fourth straight time. Uh, The third straight time will be Sunday uh, when the 49ers win over Green Bay to start the season. And then they'll meet in the conference championship, and the Niners will win again. And then you get to the Super Bowl. You've got Niners. You've got Broncos. Uh, It's a chalk pick. Those are the two favorites in Vegas. And I will take... San Francisco, because if they get to the Super Bowl again and lose, you will never probably hear another podcast from me. Okay, now that the really important stuff is out of the way, who's going to win, who's going to lose, you know, how's your team going to do, I'm just going to run through some awards pretty quick here. Uh, Offensive MVP I'm going to start with. I want to separate it into offensive and defensive, because I just don't think defensive players get a fair shake. Uh, So we'll just have individual awards. Uh, I'm taking Colin Kaepernick, and you know, I, I wrote, and and you'll see this up on the blog. The fool would say that the running quarterbacks generally don't win this award, and the wise person realizes that uh, this guy and Colin Kaepernick, uh, Colin Kaepernick and and Russell Wilson and RG three and Andrew Luck are all guys that can throw as well as run. And I can't emphasize that enough. These are not running quarterbacks. These are passers that can run. Uh, I could see Kaepernick. Being surrounded by such a talented team, throwing for close to 4,000 yards, running for close to 500, and combining for, say, 35 touchdowns, 12 to 13 wins. That's obviously best-case scenario, but if it goes that way, I'll go out on a little bit of a limb, take my guy, Colin Kaepernick, as your MVP. Uh, defensive MVP, Luke Keekley Have you have, have you seen this guy play for, for Carolina? He's um, a really good uh, middle linebacker. I think he's probably as good as as Bowman or Willis or at least in their league, but he plays on a defense that doesn't have much else, so he's going to be highlighted. He's going to make lots of plays, lots of tackles for loss, Um, so look for Kuechly to be the defensive MVP. Breakout player. uh, My my breakout candidate is Cordero Patterson. I like his name. I wish he wasn't on the Vikings because I'm not a Vikings fan. Uh, I'll take that up with Ben Sherman throughout the season of podcasting wars that we will embark upon. Um, But I just think the combination of ways that he can get involved, he can take a handoff, he can catch a screen pass, he can return uh, a kickoff or a punt, and the Vikings need him to get involved. They'll throw him bubble screens, things like that, uh, to get him touches because they're limited in the passing game. So I think he could do a lot as an all-purpose type of player. Offensive Rookie of the Year, I'll pick somebody different than Patterson. I'll go DeAndre uh, yeah. Hopkins who I was talking about earlier Newt or Nuke uh, from the Texans I just like everything I've seen from him I think he's kind of an old school tough receiver and really good athlete but plays the right way uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year I'll go Tyron Matthew kind of a kooky pick but uh, you know I think I've seen some other people say this as well and he's just got instincts for the game he's going to make plays, he'll be around the ball so he could be the type of guy that maybe blows some assignments, but he ends up with four or five interceptions and a nice kick return for a touchdown and a couple, you know, strip sacks or something like that. And if he's able to make impactful plays, he's got the name. Um, I think he'll be named Defensive Rookie of the Year. Okay, we just made a football meatloaf. We made love to the league. Uh, Awards, predictions for the season, Super Bowl, Niners over Broncos. We did it all. Thanks for checking out the podcast. We'll catch you next time. Fun fact about our next podcast, we will be doing it sans pants.